0: In 1977, George Lucas's space opera forever changed popular culture and the science fiction genre, not to mention opening the doors to the hitherto untapped merchandising possibilities of toys, t-shirts, bedsheets, pajamas, coloring books, crockery ad infinitum. Two years later, Disney decided to throw their own rodent-eared hat into the ring and take a shot with their own offering to this exciting new enterprise. They too offered toys and t-shirts, pajamas and coloring books. I know because I had them. However, this bit of space opera is fondly but seldom and dimly recalled by but a few compared to its progenitor. A ghost ship with a madman and his sadistic robot enforcer at the helm perched precariously on the edge of star-devouring oblivion? This week on The Escape Pod, we review 1979's Gary Nelson directed The Black Hole. Three, two, one. Go! Go! Have a nice Hello and welcome. This is Ryan and Nathan. And welcome to the Escape Pod. Our our starship is destroyed, burning in space, and here we are. Adrift.
1: Hopefully this will never happen again.
0: Hopefully it'll never happen again. Who knows if we were going to get rescued or not, but this is it, man, for the foreseeable future. It's a good thing we have a whole database of movies to watch. Uh-huh. You sound thrilled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is the first two minutes of our floating in space just going to be on black screen?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what, what Nathan is referencing here is the first two minutes of the opening credits of the film we're discussing today 1979's the black hole
1: they went real um real self-important with that move
0: that was uh so strange
1: yeah I, well i had to keep checking like is my i know was something wrong <laughs> Is my stream not working <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had this exact same experience and there there was music right there was like the music that comes back later that's kind of very sousaphone and military it was like the rat tat tat kind of uh military snare drum before like the really cool music i thought so there's this two two minutes of confusing black screen and a uh, march basically get you in the mood for space it always does a sousa oriented score but then for me what it turns into what i i would say i think is a, a super iconic opening but I feel like I can't really use that word because I feel like every time I mention this movie, everyone kind of goes, uh, I kind of remember that. So Iconic does not apply, apparently only in mine, to me. Right. You, you
1: don't want to call it memorable.
0: Well, it certainly is memorable to me.
1: I actually, actually don't remember. I don't remember what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love to remind me. What what is this like what is this iconic touche
0: opening <laughs> uh they do this they do this green grid animation oh. on the black space of like the plane of space yeah they were getting ready for tron you can see the funnel of the black hole in the distance yeah it's it's pre-tron yeah and um and that was the only way you know to describe a black hole since you you, know, you can't see one except for the the debris around it i suppose except they show they show it to us over and over I know, but it looks great. (laughs) Well, this, we'll get into this. We're getting there. (laughs) Okay. Don't, we can't skip ahead too much. All right. Um, So, I don't know. I, I like the font. I like the, I like the animation. I think, I still think the animation looks really cool. Again, especially for 1979, it's pretty good.
1: Didn't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, 2001 came out 10 years earlier and didn't Alien. Good point. Didn't Alien come no, out in 79? Not, not yet. Alien is, I
0: think, actually the next year, or it's 81. It's on our list. But this is the same year as Star Trek the Motion Picture. I don't know if that yeah. comports in any way, except that they go plaid basically during warp. So uh, the setting here is this um, USS Water Tower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the <laughs> ship, the Palomino.
1: The USS Cygnus is what it's actually called. Oh, which is cool because it's a cause it's a goose is there a cygnus goose well cygnet is like a baby goose and i think cygnus is latin or greek for goose like <laughs> or something
0: <laughs> isn't there a star called cygnus is oh. there like a rush album called like song that's like cygnus something
1: yeah that's probably that's probably more likely my prog
0: rock days are long behind me
1: U.S.A. cygnus Oh, I thought the ship... Oh, the, the class of ship is the Cygnus? The ship's called the Palomino. Oh, you're right. USS Cygnus is the the big ship that we find later.
0: Oh, right. Reinhardt's
1: ship. We'll talk about geese later, I guess.
0: One more thing about the opening. I think that that music is great. Like, queasy. Those strings sliding all over the place.
1: Yeah, I was going back and forth on it. I liked it, and then I thought it was real generic. But it definitely has a, a real strong mood. I feel like that's,
0: like, the theme... That's supposed to be signifying of the danger. Like that's like the music that comes out of the black hole. The music can escape the gravity of the black hole. That's right. That's what that's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I missed that.
0: That's good. But we're not seeing. We don't see the. We don't see the hole yet. So, uh-huh. we do not even know about it yet. They're out there in space, fucking around, yep. and they. Uh, there's a gravitational anomaly, and they have a course correction. I like the sp- the spaciness of it.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it starts off with the robot talking to. Uh... I don't know. One of those dudes. 21.30, day
2: 547. Unscheduled course correction due at 2200. Pre-correction check. Rotation axis plus three degrees.
0: I like that it's not a cushy future starship kind of thing. There's no gravity. They're like doing some anti-gravity camera trick acrobatics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Float around the ship, and then when they're standing, here's what I love though: when they're standing and talking, and we just get them like from the waist up behind the control console, you can tell that the director was like, kind of bob along like you're in water. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're all kind of like doing a slight little mambo, mm-hmm. uh, very silly. But the the long shots, the farther away, when they're kind of like coming up from the floor or down, like they that looks pretty good. I thought for weightlessness,
1: it was okay. I mean, it was just wires, and I don't. It's, it's impossible to do that well. Even I think even even now, it's still right. Unless you're gonna put somebody on that vomit comet and do a parabolic, you know, flight. <laughs> right. It's you can't. You really can't pull that off well. So
0: so yeah, they discover they discover the hole, this big black hole. My
2: God! Right out of Dante's Inferno. Yes. The most destructive force in the universe, Harry. Nothing can escape it, not even light.
0: They manage to steer away from it, but then they get a signal or they realize there's a ship ship. silhouetted there. And they do this like ship identifying thing that I loved because it was like a World War II. Like you see a ship on the horizon, you've got a book, you can like match its silhouette to decide what kind of ship you're seeing. Polarizing
1: image. Yeah, but like, I mean, the computer's trying to figure it out and Kate, I think, figures it out before the computer does. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she's like, I know that. My dad was on that.
0: She should know what that ship looks like, right?
1: Yeah, she should have. She should have figured it out faster. She really. should have known right. But it's away. it's it's comparing. You know, it's like trying to fit like the square peg in the round hole. No, that's not it. you know the banana the into the apple. No, that's not it. It's like it's trying to compare all of these things that don't look anything like the ship. Yeah, nothing at all. And then it turns out it's just a ship that looks like an aircraft carrier. That's
2: it. USS Sickness. Dr. Kate, wasn't that the ship your father
0: was on? Yeah, like an aircraft carrier had a baby with uh, an oil rig, and it really, it's pretty cool looking. I, I think. Yeah,
1: I think it was all right. I, actually, I think some of the external shots, the model building, there was some nice looking model building in this. Right, and they went with the they went with the sort of the more Star Wars versus Star Trek theory of have things look old and damaged, not not shiny and new. We
0: get a ghost ship. Yeah, right. I love a ghost ship.
1: Yeah, that's a great that's a great place to start.
0: Did you get um not singularity event horizon. Event horizon like took kind of comes off of this movie in a way.
1: I I I remember I did see that, but I don't remember anything about that movie.
0: Oh, okay. We'll put that on. It's it's like one of those intersections of sci-fi and horror. Okay. But yeah, ghost ship like you say. What a great place to start a movie. And they go to check it out and it's like, "Oh, looks like a derelict you know, they go to get away i guess but they can't caught the gravity i guess it should be noted very importantly right that there's there's zero gravity there's like a bubble of zero gravity around the ghost ship
1: yeah the ship shouldn't be able to stay where it is and in order for them to investigate it they have to put their own ship in danger
0: yeah they put the ship in danger check it out and they get to it and they're like whoa like we're not feeling the pull anymore of the
1: of the big old hole right and they 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 use their micro beam Oh yeah, very important. Which is just a flashlight, as far as I can tell. It
0: looked, it appeared to be a, just a like a hundred yeah. watt, hundred or a million candle power uh, flashlight. <laughs> they had duct yeah. tape, duct taped to the outside of the water tower.
1: Picking anything up, Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just eliminating eliminating the ship from outside.
0: A lot of pipes. So they, <laughs> uh, they, they, they try to get out of there, and they get caught in the gravity well, and the, the robot Vincent who looks like um
1: oh, that's his name
0: groucho uh groucho groucho the marks oscar the grouch <laughs> head that comes kind of pops out i think he's cool i think he's cool looking robot but i like that he's like he's kind of like a based on like an r2 unit right he's like a multi yeah i, I
1: think i think i like this robot the eyes though they almost look like paper cutouts like they're so ridiculous so they send him outside to fix something and suddenly it's like oh Kate, why don't
0: you talk to him with your ESP? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Human robot ESP is just like a thing. I've never, ever seen that. That was a very cool
1: idea. That's never, I've never seen that in any sci fi. That's great. Except I don't think that's ESP. I think that's just telepathy.
0: (laughs) Maybe in 1979, ESP was like a big thing that people were talking about you know, is already, like, on In Search of with Leonard Nimoy.
1: Yeah, my cousin my cousin used to build uh, pyramids and sleep under them and try to, try to exercise his ESP, and that's why I, my understanding of ESP is that's where I can tell you what card you're holding. Getting an impression? No, no, I, I don't think that's reading thoughts. I think it's just sort of like, isn't ESP like, well, like, being able to, like, see, like, where you can't see or hear what you can't hear, but telepathy is like communicating via, you know.
0: Right, that's like direct like thought to thought talk.
1: They didn't call it that. Yeah. Yeah, they totally they screwed that one up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually know how I feel about the ESP thing. It's it's so it's so bonkers. I I think I, I think I really like it. And it just makes I like it that it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and it just makes it just makes it so much easier to write them out of problems.
0: Sure. We every every come on, you need you need those devices. <laughs> Right.
1: I mean, they they could have gone with, you know, handheld radios or something, flip flip phone or
0: something, but they went with ESB. (laughs) I noticed and I had to double check. I was like, wait a minute. Is that what I thought I saw? Those little tabs on their collars. They had collar comms. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They like talk. They grabbed a little tab and talked to each other. We don't see that again until TNG, you know. That
1: was not an original thought, I don't think, in this movie. Also, I think there were there's moments in this movie where they couldn't they couldn't communicate to each other for some reason. I know, that
0: was the weird. collar
1: communication just starts happening halfway through the movie. They didn't really? use it until the end.
0: Oh, maybe they thought of it halfway through. They're like, "Hey, you oh, know yeah. those th- those things on your collar? It's talking to that." Well,
1: that's just just my rank. It's an insignia. No, but it could be a radio. What? You can't make a radio that small.
0: That's crazy. They also do this thing that uh, bugs the shit out of me in Star Wars, which is, uh, what is the deal with robots? Like, they clearly have emotions. And are uh, you know sentient beings, and yet there are moments where they're like, "Well, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a human. I don't have that." You know, they they deny it at certain points, like they're just machines that they don't have these things, but right. they clearly have
1: them, or that the people are just saying they don't have them, but they clearly have them. Yeah, like
0: what the fuck? <laughs> Vincent's always like telling saying like how I'm concerned about this and I'm worried about that. This doesn't seem like a good idea. Oh, then later he's like,
1: "I'm a robot. I don't have yeah.
0: emotion." Strange.
1: That's one annoying robot, though. Vincent. Yeah, I mean, the number of dumb little sayings that he has to get out.
0: He's yeah, he's 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 very. He likes to pontificate.
1: Yeah, it's.
2: There are three basic types, Mister Pizer. the wills, the won'ts, and the can'ts. The wills accomplish everything. The won'ts oppose everything, and the can'ts won't try anything.
0: He's one of those. He's one of those books of quotes. Just program one of those into him.
1: I, I think so. I, I want to talk a little bit about the robots, so, though, because I do think that I do think that this this movie did not have great acting and star Wars also has not great acting, but it really made me think that maybe I don't give George Lucas enough credit for sort of his, some of the stuff that he's like, cause I mean, the droids in in the original star Wars are great. They're still friendly and, and even cute, but I mean, this, Vincent and I, I like some of the elements of Vince, like the Vincent style robot, but really I mean, come on. It's just—it's like, it's like a more, anno- I mean, <laughs> C-3PO is annoying too, I guess. But this thing's even more annoying than C-3PO. C-3PO is like annoying, but at least like a real character. Yeah, well, Vincent's smug.
2: Yeah. They still haven't improved on our model, but you can't modify perfection. We are the best.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, I think, I think he pisses uh, Charlie off. the the younger oh yeah he doesn't like it at all
2: don't worry mr pizer they also serve who only stand and wait vincent were you programmed to bug me no sir to educate you
1: but i mean i just mean the crew the crew is made up of like this i feel like this harkens back to even like older sci-fi where you would have a crew that's like you got a couple people who are you they're wearing uniforms and then you've got a couple people who are like like the turtleneck like nerds you know like they're wearing space sweaters
0: they're the academics and space sweaters. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. And then and then you have Kate who I'm not sure where
0: she is. She's a scientist, I believe, of some kind. She's a doctor.
1: Yeah. But it's not clear to me because she's not wearing a sweater and she's not wearing a uniform.
0: Right. But then G- Ernest Borgnine, he's a it turns out he's the press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a reporter, there's a journalist, and his sweater is the best. He's got that striped yeah. looks looks hot. <laughs> <It> looks <laughs> thick. <laughs> you know Ernest borgnine can work up a sweat man but i i just love seeing him in, in anything that he does he's great yeah he
1: was he was he was good in this
0: so they, they they make it back and they need repairs they blow out a bunch of shit trying to get out of the gravity well and they got so they're going to make a they look for i love this like look for a place to set down on the ghost ship and they find a landing pad that is exactly yeah. designed for their ship so I guess it just—I assume it's standardized.
1: Then. Yeah, it stands, it's like a USB plug. Exactly.
0: It's got to be like we got these ships. American, other American ships are going to fit into this kind of ship. Oh
1: yeah. So, but this ship is older, right? Because they were like, "How could this ship be? How could anybody be out here this far?"
0: It's like twenty years. He's yeah. been out. But then they're like
1: they're like looking at all these ships that could have been out there before them. Like they're like, "Here's all these old ships." So they clearly could have been a ship out there before them because this is a very old ship. It's so weird. They're like, how could anything be out here? Like, like supposedly they're, yeah, their space water tower is super fast or something, or they're like further than anybody's ever been. But a, I don't, I don't like. They don't really clear that that up. All right. Well, we should mention that the lights come on. That's pretty exciting. They give a little
0: backstory though, right? They're like, oh, this is that ship, and uh, Dr. Kate was like, my dad was on this ship. Yeah,
1: Frank McRae
0: frank mccray and they're like oh dr reinhardt dr hans reinhardt was the captain of the ship he's supposed to be this very eccentric uh character in the ernest borgnine journalist character's like oh yeah I've- <laughs> collided with him would be a more accurate description a legend so he believed we get set up that we're you know gonna deal maybe with this interesting interesting uh protagonist coming up so right, they land, and all of a sudden, someone throws the one of those big power switches, and it looks even more kind of like a like an oral rig,
1: really. Yeah, with a giant like greenhouse.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a,
1: lots of like windows.
0: Lo- it looks like it's all windows. Yeah. I used to draw this sh- this ship a lot. You did? Yeah, I used to draw this ship. Both those ships. Movie struck me as a little kid.
1: Yeah, I I liked it as a little kid.
0: So they're like, oh, they go on and we get more ghost ship shit. You know, no one's there to meet them. They go on, they go on like the haunted ghost ride. Oh, yeah.
1: And this, this ride, I mean, this is like, is this like an obsession of the 70s sci fi or 60s and 50s sci fi? Like it's sort of like connected to like the monorail being the future. Like they, they seem, these movies seem to, I mean, going back in time from, this movie. I don't think anything since it has used this, but there's like open rail tube cars that you sit in. Yeah. Like sky cars and bridges without railings, and I love it. They take you
0: places. <laughs> the future, the future of transit. Yeah.
1: Like Logan's Run, I think has that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many of these that pop up in movies. There's nothing future futuristic about that. It just doesn't feel it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really dangerous. You gotta
0: you gotta have that voice saying, like keep your arms inside the car at all times
1: yeah and then the bridges without railings
0: oh yeah everything is super dangerous it's like death star level dangerous there's there's just like chasms you could fall down for no goddamn reason i i immediately also went to my mind to like oh this is a disney movie are they like planning their the black hole disney ride yeah were they
1: that with it in 1979
0: if this movie was that uh, popular, I don't think so.
1: It's like anymore when you watch movies and you're like, "Oh, here's the like video game secret." Yeah. You know it. Yeah, you it. know it exactly. I mean, and I don't
0: know. Is there a Temple of Doom ride? Because you sure <laughs> think there would have been.
1: <laughs> it's, it's not my wheelhouse. <laughs>
0: well, you know they. Oh, there's a big
1: uh, ore cart scene in that in a mine. It's a roller coaster scene. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, this is gonna be a ride. Yeah, and then they then they like they got they just sort of munge all the movies together so you get the big boulder rolling down the hill. Yeah, yeah. So get, yeah you roll, get them all. round a rock.
0: They're like, we still have this shit from the first movie. We
1: wheel it out. So they're not gonna make three different rides, so they'll just use all the all that
0: well, whatever. Right. I assume that also probably became like the Harry Potter ride of them going down into like the bank.
1: Right. It became a quidditch, a giant quidditch ball. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs>
0: So where are we next?
1: Well, yeah. So, oh, they get all their their guns are shot out of their hands with some automatic.
0: Oh, they meet some of those those sentry droids.
1: But they definitely try to like build build some sort of suspense. Like we don't know that this is Han Reinhardt. We don't know what's happened to this ship. Right? Maybe they're like, maybe it's run by robots. We don't know if they're friendly. I love those guns that the
0: robots have. I think they're cool. But all those extras and robot, like they walk. There was like walk like robots. And they're really. Really stiff yeah. robot walking. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> there's some really good death scenes <laughs> of
0: them just like, oh, oh yeah. like falling,
1: toppling yeah. over, or where they clearly have one that's just like a mannequin one that they keep pushing over.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah they just knock off
1: a lot of mannequins. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, they end, up, they end up in the bridge. The bridge is the bridge is cool. I love, I actually really love this bridge because probably just because I love a uh, load of computer terminals.
0: I agree. Yeah, it's all pan- lit up panels and screens, and it's like three stories. Yeah,
1: right. There's an upper, there's an upper deck and railings, and and the and the elevators like in the very middle of the room. Like if they if they wanted to have a game of soccer, you know, this elevator would be in the way. But otherwise, they've got enough room. Giant flat screen television. Yeah, and they got a huge window,
0: and there's all these cloaked. Forms.
1: Yeah, don't forget about that.
0: Working the, pushing, doing the beepity-boops. They look like an order, right? Like religious figures. A monk of some kind. And then we get a reveal. Oh no, do they meet, they meet, uh, they meet Maximilian first, right? So Maximilian is this awesome. That's right. Very evil looking uh, fire engine red robot that comes down from the ceiling. So menacing. I was terrified of this thing as a kid.
1: Yeah. Floats down doesn't talk as the big the big one
0: yeah like Cylon uh, yeah red. Uh-huh, big red strip yeah. eye
1: it gives them gives them no no signals that no he
0: he immediately like whips up his like they're cool uh yeah his blender arms Cuisinart
1: dual dual Cuisinart's going man
0: yeah he could really mix a mean drinks get both of those things going man he's got like three appendages on each uh-huh. arm he'd be a badass bartender yeah but all he wants to do is carve out a hero. A
2: mystery monster. Don't move.
0: And then we get the voice from off screen.
2: Welcome aboard the Cygnus, Hans Reinhardt.
1: I don't know who this actor is, but I think he really, I think he really relished this role. Like, it's a fun part. He is great. I think he re- he probably saw this, character and was like oh yeah this is gonna be a lot of fun he is the head title on this
0: movie so he was like the star is he
1: because because i tell you that like the captain and harley who's like co-captain they're so forgettable like they're acting and the roles they're given like they're just Oh yeah, they're unmemorable, completely These flat. Pieces that are like involved in like being moved along with the story, but yeah, and then this guy comes
0: in. His name is Maximilian Schell. He's an Austrian actor. Yeah,
1: uh, so his name is the same as the robot. Yeah, That's confusing
0: and creepy, but yeah, he's like this very dynamic looking like yeah. Captain Ahab, but he's nuts. He's great. Yeah, very big actor.
1: Appropriate for for the appropriate for the character.
0: And he's very, uh, of course, eccentric and egocentric and narcissistic. And he keeps talking about how brilliant he is. And and we have to mention now that there's this Anthony Perkins character who is a scientist on our crew. And he's very enamored with Dr. Reinhardt and his work. Right.
1: Right. So this this ship was originally sent out to study habitable life, which I don't know what the hell that means. (laughs) Is that what they said? I just took it yeah. as like oh look find life. Yeah, I mean that's I think what they intended, but habitable life like like if we become parasites we need to find habitable life.
0: Right, if we become parasites or viruses. And
1: so yeah, Ernest Borgnine and the scientist character are, are, you know, they want to know what's up and evidently Hans Reinhardt, I don't even remember what'll what happen but He's like, we need repairs. He's like, go go ahead. My guys will get you anything you want. No, I'm trying to say why. I'm trying to say why Why the scientist is enamored with Reinhardt. Oh,
0: I think he just is brilliant. He created
1: the zero-G thing so that he can camp out his ship at this black hole. But there's also this other mystery as to why he didn't go home. Like oh, they right. Called,
0: he was recalled and he didn't
1: go yeah, home. Yeah, they recalled the mission. He's not. doesn't have really good explanation for it. And he's like, "Why, Why
0: should I? I? Why should I go back?
1: He says he said, well, I sent everybody home? Everybody else left, like with the ship was the ship was broken, sent the crew home. So they didn't make He's like, they didn't make it. Oh, they didn't make it. And they're like, "Why didn't you go?" And he's like, "Cause, because I had this. like I got the ship zero zero g. I'm doing something really important out here." And i think I think what he says is he's basically justifying it, saying that I decided that this is more important because i'm i'm I was trying to find what we call ultimate knowledge.
0: Right. And he's really excited about the black hole being a doorway to like another dimension or something. He's super into that idea. Right. It's
1: the final mystery of man. And this thing
0: I didn't get right. watching it as a kid and a few times after that, that the technology of his zero G bubble is what was gonna make him allow him to survive the singularity, like keep the ship whole. Uh, which of course is right. insane. Oh, yeah, and he also explains the way that uh, Dr. Kate's father was like, yeah, I sent him away with the crew. Oh, no, he
1: was dead. Oh, he was already dead? Reinhardt
0: just said he died.
1: That's weird. We might get
0: suspicious about him. Yeah, there's
1: some inconsistencies in this guy's story.
0: The scientists stay with Dr. Reinhardt.
1: Yeah, we might want to keep that in mind.
0: And the captain and Vincent and uh, Ernest Borgnine go off to uh, requisition parts. Yeah, fix the ship. And that's where Ernest Borgnine... Sneaks off. He's got to do some snooping. So he sees the one robot. And- right.
1: Reinhardt says that these are all the crew is all. Yeah, robot. He's made all these robots.
2: I've created companions of a sort. <laughs> they look a bit medieval, but I'm a romantic.
1: So Borg nine like, gets face to face and they have these awesome, just like silver face shields.
0: Yeah, it's like Cobra commander face. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. That's good. Borg9 gets face-to-face with him, and, and you can tell that Borg9 is trying to talk to the robot. He is talking to the robot. The robot's not talking to
0: him Are you programmed to speak? And he's like, what? You're not programmed to talk? I think he
1: does a really good job of showing that he's a little bit spooked. Like, he's getting real close face-to-face. He's trying to see in this mask. Like, he feels like there's something weird about it.
0: It's a cool shot, too, of his face reflected in that mask. It's all yeah. distorted.
1: No, I guess not. So he backs off. He, like, wipes down the window. It's filthy from years of space dust. And looks in, and there's a huge greenhouse. And then, and he turns around. The robot is limping away. Cox's head kind of. A limping robot? So while that's going on, the captain has decided to go explore, like, the crew quarters. Which, actually, I thought these, like, crew quarters were kind of cool. Like. There's a really cool set. Yeah, like, that's part of the, the whole, like, ghost ship thing. And also thinking about the fact that, okay, so we, you know, we know these are not really robots. These are the original crew. We don't we don't know
0: that yet, though. We don't know that yet, but... You surmise this. Well,
1: I mean, I remember it from seeing the movie before. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're seeing these crew quarters, and I'm wondering, like, are they still, you know, are the robots still living in these crew quarters or not? I guess not. But the captain goes in, and there's some really weird art on the wall and then uh goes into the closet and sees the uniforms of the original crew are still there well he's just poking around and then he he goes to some hallway and he can see out out over into a big open area yeah and he sees all the robots have gathered together and are performing what looks like a funeral and then they jettison this body which is a you know one of these robot bodies out into space into the black hole
0: and it's a total star trek funeral
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Put him in the torpedo tube and launch him into the black hole. Yeah, I love that.
1: That's that's how it sets up the sort of spooky goings on.
0: Yeah, it's just getting. They're just adding layers of creepiness and mystery. But the next thing I have is that they have a dinner in like Reinhardt's stateroom.
2: Shall we discuss that over dinner? It's only dinner. Said so the spider to the fly.
0: And it's very furnished, very nice. Yeah. It's like Furnished like a. 19th century, uh, uh, rich person's house, big chandelier,
1: or like a like, I mean, a 19th century like British expedition, you know, like to the Arctic.
0: Oh sure, like on his on their their tall ship. Yeah, right.
1: Like we're bringing, yeah, we're bringing all the fine china. Right, and we've got to be civilized. Candelabras. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, of course. There's like throwing back wine, and somebody, somebody go oh, ahead.
1: Well, I was gonna say, I mean, this is where Hans Reinhardt is basically. I think he's proposing. His idea that he's going to go into the black hole, find the ultimate knowledge, understand the mind of God. It's the final mystery of man.
2: I have the possibility to find what we call the ultimate knowledge.
1: The scientist crew member is enamored. Ernest Borgnine is a little bit, you know, I don't know, questioning the sanity of this guy.
2: The word impossible, Mr. Booth, is only found in the dictionary of fools.
1: So at this point, I mean, it's pretty clear, I think, that...
0: All- he's like, he's going. He's saying that he's doing this.
1: Yeah, but all all he wants is for them to watch him do it. Right, and I thought that like, was cool. He's going to take the probe. He's like, hey, you've got... What was the name of their ship?
2: So, as I understand it, you want the Palomino to monitor your journey. That's right. I need you.
1: You got the
0: Palomino. You got your water tower parked out in the back of my oil rig. Just
1: launch that out a ways. And I'm going to take my probe, which we see it coming back like it did a test flight. So we we know about the probe.
2: If the data on my returning probe ship matches my computerized calculations, I will travel where no man has dared to go. Into the black hole. In, through, and beyond.
1: And I'm going to be in it. I'm going to go into the black hole. I'm going to survive because I got my anti-gravity thing. And it's awesome. And you just, you observe it. Yeah,
0: record, record my great achievement.
1: Yeah, so Mr. Press Officer is like, he's down with that. That's a great story. The scientist guy is like...
0: He's like, I want to stay
1: here. Well, and Hans Reinhardt's like, I'm so glad you're here because you're you know you're the only person smart enough to do this job of watching me go into a black hole.
2: Reinhardt will solve the one final mystery that has eluded mankind. Or he'll die in the attempt. Alex, I'm beginning to feel you want to go with him a glorious pilgrimage straight into what may be the mind of god i do i do right yeah, you understand
0: this
1: and then what the hell they're like no <laughs> i didn't understand it was very
0: confusing to me
1: <laughs> like i don't understand what the, why there's drama and why, why why they had to leave all of a sudden they so they started getting suspicious right there's like muttering between the crew about like well i think i saw you know a limping robot maybe it's not a robot maybe it's a person and i think i saw a funeral yeah, that's weird. which is weird we're getting freaked out i mean you're gonna be on hans reinhardt's ship and you're gonna get a little freaked out i
0: do love that the whole time he's giving his his rap about what he's gonna do and as you mentioned at the top of the show like they never they show us this animation of this black hole all the time but i love that it's looming out the window it's over his shoulder yeah and every shot of him ranting about his great plan, I just, you know, it's very on the nose, but it's great.
1: Yeah, I like the shot of it where you see it in the background, like on, they're they're on set.
0: Yeah, it's cool out there, like just raging away in space.
1: There's one, there's like one close-up of it where I was, you know, I was trying to figure out like how do they do this thing. But then there's one close-up where I think it, it must be later when they actually like are interacting with it, where like it, to- they totally give it away that it's just like water spiraling down a drain. Well, of course, it's got to be, right? Yeah, I guess so. Like, I mean, they, they, it's probably something with them a little bit more viscous.
0: Sure. Yeah. And uh,
1: it didn't look good. That did not look good.
0: <laughs> I remember I found this concept as a child absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Might have heard the notion of a black hole before at this point. And I don't, I think I did see this in the theater. So I was probably six years old, five years old. Is that weird? That's got to be weird. That can't be right. I don't
1: know. I definitely didn't see i would have been four i was not i did not see in the theater
0: like i understood it enough to be like this is horrifying you know like this just hole in space that not even light can escape from and it's like wow and it looked like the maw of a beast to me i was definitely like scared of the black hole for sure yeah
1: you know i think i think like when i think when these things are sold to kids they're like they're sucking that's the idea right like they're sucking everything into them but it's no different than the sun. Like thinking back when I was a kid, this wasn't my only like exposure to black holes, but black holes, you know, when they came up in whatever nature films or you know, I don't know, astronomy T V shows. They were always these like elements of like great sucking power devouring. And that's just it's just not the it's not I mean, they don't suck right they just they just have gravity
0: unless you're really close to one that would kind of suck yeah but
1: i mean it's like it's no more dangerous than jupiter right like at a certain point if you get too close to jupiter you you're 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 going in and, and you're not going to survive it's not any for you it's not any different
0: right so this concept of a vacuum i mean you're already in a vacuum <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: That's right. space Space is doing all the sucking you need,
0: but also this idea of like, where does it, it's a tunnel? You know, where does it go? Well, yeah, right. Uh, which, of course, that can't really be a thing, as far it, as we because know, because
1: it bends, it bends space, which it, it all matter, you know, all matter does, and right. uh, it bends time, I guess, and it bends light. So, sure, I mean, I, they're they're interesting, and you know, super cool, crazy, but like, just don't crash, don't crash into anything that's really big.
0: And I hope we don't in our escape pod, because that'd be terrifying. That's right. Jesus. Stay away from anything
1: with mass, and we'll be okay.
0: Right. So they're like, let's, let's, we should get out of here. I don't understand
1: why that happens.
0: I know that was weird, but they do it. Oh, and also we can't forget about this great scene where, uh, Vincent goes to like hang out in the shooting range with oh, the other robots. Yeah.
1: Well, there's your video game scene, right? They're like, we got right, right, this right. in the arcade.
0: Shooting targets, and uh, there's like a shiny black uh, robot that he he calls the Black Hat, which I thought was cool, like a cowboy right. movie reference. And uh, and but he meets like his his older model counterpart, Bob, mm-hmm.
1: Slim Pickens,
0: voiced by Slim Pickens. You can't miss him.
1: <laughs>
2: so great. My name's
1: Bob, Bio
2: Sanitation Battalion. Are there any more like us left on board? I'm the last one. These upstarts think I'm some old freak. It is so
0: great. And he added a lot of character. I really enjoyed that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I also got to tell you, I had both of those figures as toys.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely want the Slim Pickens one. Yeah, he was great. I, I was surprised at how terrible it looked, though. I remember it being a lot cooler looking.
0: Yeah, he really did look like they didn't put any time into uh, throwing that yeah. droid together i mean he's supposed to be really fucked up looking yeah sure i get that but it's still just right it doesn't work but it's really funny like as you mentioned vincent's eyes you know just like the square white eyes with the black dots in the center right and like he's got the same eyes except they're like (laughs) they're kind of like you know curved down so that he looks like these. even my eyes designed to look pathetic and fucked up
1: yeah
2: i'm some old freak
0: yeah, he makes the sharpshooter blow a circuit by beating him.
1: Yeah, and that was some serious acting right there. That, like, <laughs> like just, just shake violently and your arms are going to pop off. And-
0: oh, I like how uh, when he's acting fancy, you know, like a, a gunslinger will, like, twirl his guns around and re-holster yeah. him. He just does this thing where he like, just, like, waves his arms in the air <laughs> to make it look like they're right. turning, but yeah. they can't. <laughs> yeah, oh, That was great. That was great.
1: Slim so Pickens has information on what the hell really went down.
2: You and your friends are in grave danger. This is a death ship.
1: I don't know. Like Reinhardt was like they can't be unaccompanied in the ship, and then finds out that they were. And then they end then like Reinhardt, the scientist, Borgnine, and Kate end up back on the bridge. And then for some reason that I don't understand, Reinhardt. Well, no, Reinhardt doesn't decide to do it. Uh, Maximilian kills the scientist.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Reinhardt gives him his big book of all of his notes and his formulas.
2: Yes, doctor? These are all my formulas I've compiled over the years. I want you to take them back with you and pass them on to others in case something might happen to me. You can depend on me.
0: She goes and she unmasks one of the drones.
1: Right, yeah. So she finds out on the bridge, like, oh, no, this is bad. That's, like, why we got to get out of here. That's why there's some confrontation. Yeah, I don't remember when she unmasks the person. But, yeah, they, they got this, like, great, creepy, zombie face. It's also when Reinhardt
0: is, like, going on again about, like, touching the mind of God. Mm-hmm. You you, you, know, you love him. when people say that.
2: Some cause must have created all this. But what caused... That cause.
1: So Maximilian kills the scientist. The robot uses his blender arms and goes through the book. Then Anthony goes, back. Maximilian! You shouldn't have done
2: that. He was a good man.
1: And then right away, Hans Reinhardt goes over to Kate and says, Protect me from Maximilian.
0: So it's like, whoa, is diabolical robots in charge? Like, what's going on?
1: And she says, no, you killed my dad.
2: If there's any justice at all, the black hole will be your grave.
1: And then he's like, take her to the hospital. Like, make her a robot. So then Ernest Borgnine's like... He has a crazy plan. He does. He has a crazy idea. And I
0: just wrote down, Booth's <laughs> idea, dot, 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 crazy. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Oh, about retaking the ship? Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's right. He's like, why don't we just take this ship? This ship's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it has zero gravity, and we could take it back to Earth. It's supposed to go back anyway. And again, I don't understand why (laughs) there is this conflict, because that was the plan all along, essentially.
0: Yeah, their 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 whole command structure is totally broken down. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, the, he was
1: going to go into the black hole. You would have the ship. You could do whatever you want. But instead, they decide they're going to fix their ship. They're going to leave. They find out that Kate is in the hospital. She's being turned into a droid. So they have to. Yeah, they got her. They got her wrapped up like a a, a baked potato. Yeah, right. You're going to put in the fire. Yeah. Or, or she's yeah. They're bleaching her roots.
0: Like literally a tinfoil hat. Yeah. That is a tinfoil swim cap she's wearing. Right.
1: And so this is when they suddenly so she's out of the picture. So the ESP thing's not working for them. And this is when they suddenly have radio communication through their collars. Yeah. So they're talking to each other with through their collars when before they've never they've not done this. There's like a, a terrible bad action scene, right, where they're trying to fight their way to the ship or they're trying to fight their way to rescue her. It doesn't even matter. They're in this big, you know, giant cavernous space on the ship with tubes and bridges and there's like celebratory march music going on
0: but I I have bad music (laughs) cue what the fuck this is the this is that music at the beginning during the black screen this is that like Sousa march like this is supposed to be like this is what the fuck
1: it's so bad shooting each other with lasers and it's the scary
0: the scary intense music is gone yeah and you have like fife and snare that is like one of those world war ii like dirty dozen kind of movies with ernest borden yeah. yeah exactly so he's like yeah sure i get this shit all the time maybe that's why he's like fuck this and he tries to hijack the shit
1: there was also like i don't even remember why but there's this i just have a comment a forehead slap
2: I have this too. Hans
1: Reinhardt right? At some point something happened. He totally V8's himself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He I mean, got some bad news or something, but it's just like <laughs> such a weird decision.
0: <laughs> oh, it's great. I'm glad that they kept yeah. that.
1: <laughs> so the captain is saved, Kate. They're heading they're trying to get their way back to the ship. They're blocked off, right? There's this robots shooting at them and they can't get past them and they're like you gotta go you gotta take the ship and leave charlie there's not enough time to save us so charlie's like let's go borg nine we're gonna go save them borg nine like he's like oh my knee i can't go on oh okay.
0: yeah he totally I'm... fakes a leg injury
1: yeah it fakes a leg, he's like i'll just wait on the ship so charlie comes to the rescue he has this like like shouts like yee shoots the robots but then there's like like the the scene lasts like four or five beats too long they all do you know, but he like looks off camera like he's like waiting for something to happen it's really awkward it's just <laughs> it's I, I really enjoyed it because he's just like it should have been cut so quickly
0: so are we are we are we still rolling Yeah. he's
1: like yeah and then he's like now now what do i do <laughs> he's just so like back to just being an actor standing there
0: it's a borg
1: nine he steals ship
0: very nervously steals the ship and Reinhardt was already prepared to blow him out of the sky. Yeah. So he does that. So he's toast. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Well, looks like maybe he did us a favor, they say, which is yeah. great.
1: <laughs> Except that he, the Palomino then crashes into the Cygnus.
0: Plus we get the added danger of red hot molten meteorite storm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is, I guess, being sucked into the black holes, I can imagine. Yeah.
1: Did they not have encyclopedias or dictionaries? Because well, they the called the meteorites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to comment on that. <laughs> Somebody's collection of meteorites lost in space. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. went back into space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a meteorite storm. And they're, so, they're just so dumb looking.
0: Then you get the real like Disney ride because they're back on that thing cruising through the tubes and there's meteorites flying around them and they're
1: spinning around 360 with yeah, the tube. I mean, that ship, that ship is getting torn up. Super fucking. Evidently, there's no vacuum in space because, I mean, as it goes on, you get less and less, it's less and less clear what's like.
0: Yes, I was going to get to that with you. What's
1: in the ship? Oh, all right. Well, I, we can talk about it later.
0: Well, we're almost there because i yeah, you being a uh, planetary scientist i knew you'd have stuff to say about this oh, I mean... so they're back in the ship though and they're running down the main corridor of the ship and we get that bowling alley that giant media yeah,
1: coming down the yeah down that's
0: which looks awesome i gotta say i think it i think it looks think fucking it looks great corny. i mean
1: it looks great and corny
0: but it couldn't i mean i love the idea that it's like this giant, massive object that happens to like, ooh, it plumps through the outer deck of the ship, and that is far yeah. enough for its momentum, so it hits the yeah. the bottom deck and starts rolling down the center of the
1: ship. <laughs> it's, it's insane. <laughs> it's totally insane. Yeah. So now we're in the sort of the structural overload sequence. Right? Yes. The, the ship, the ship's not gonna make it. They've decided that their their way out is to get to the probe. Yeah, that
0: good call. That
1: that Hans Reinhardt was gonna get. I mean, this is this is the point where um where the uh Reinhardt dies, right?
0: Yeah, I think they have the greenhouse scene where the windows bust out. Oh, you're right. The greenhouse happens. They're all getting sucked into space, and they're all getting all snowy from the space cold. Yeah, I was.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that at first. It took me a while because I was like where's all this fireplace ash come from
0: yeah i thought they did a good job with like the all the the vegetation look like looking like it died like flash frozen died but
1: why didn't they flash frozen die (sighs)
0: because you know
1: okay so now we're on the bridge we have we have structural overload happening and the the big board falls
0: yeah the 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 flat screen tv falls and kills reinhardt
2: Uh, uh, maximilian. Help
1: after he'd send maximilian help to me. and also i have cast his
0: satan down i was thinking of maximilian
1: okay <laughs> what were you thinking about okay well anyway so before he dies he sends maximilian to like go fuck shit up and then the bo- then the thing falls on him he did
0: anchor that flat screen
1: no you have to you got to use the right dry drywall mount screws help me so now we have the Maximilian battle with uh, Vincent. The Palomino crew is running down these hallways. They're trying to get into uh, the probe. And in order to do it, Vincent has to defend defend them against uh, Maximilian. It's great because it really shows that Mac- Maximilian has this one flaw, which is that <laughs> his arms with his Cuisinarts can only go straight out. So Vincent just headbutts him up against the wall and Maximilian can't do anything because he doesn't have any hands and he can't move his arms.
0: Oh, yeah, and Vincent, like, a drill comes out of Vincent. Like... No, that's
1: not it. It oh. happens later. So we're thinking, we're thinking, well, that, this is it for Maximilian. Like, Vincent clearly can't kill Maximilian, but Maximilian can't get out of this situation, right? Because, you know, he's being headbutted back into the wall. He doesn't have elbows. He doesn't have wrists, hands. He can't He can't do anything except move his Cuisinarts up and down. But then, all of a sudden, what does he have but like this metal penis defense? <laughs> you remember that pushes him away. Yeah. So there's like this, like, big, this big metal rod comes out of his groin and flips oh, yeah. Vincent back, and then satanic and then, robot and then, erection. Yeah. So then it's like a chase, and, you know, more chasing. Again, I I wonder why any of this is necessary because I think they could have just let Hans Reinhardt go into the black hole and gone home.
0: All oh, would have been fine a long time ago. They just done that. But so then they're they're crawling around the ship trying to get to the probe. This is where things really get confusing. They it's like they're outside yeah. now. Basically. Yeah,
1: I have that. I have I have Char- Charlie is in space? question mark. Does space even
2: exist? There might be an Einstein-Rosen bridge to consider.
1: Yeah, it's cloudy. I
0: assume they're like supposed to be in that part, the debris field around a black hole where things get heated up, you know, cuz they're going so fast but it's okay that they're outside
1: now and
0: yeah they get into the they get the probe yeah
1: and it, and it goes into the black hole cuz it was programmed to do that like they can't they can't control it
0: which i thought was really cool it's like cuz oh they don't get to escape and fly back to earth it's like nope we're going in and that's that's a cool way to go with a story
1: yeah that's all right they don't wrap it up with a
0: bow but we get this really awesome scene of like reinhardt floating in space i mean as a kid absolutely terrified of this face. yeah and then he like embraces Maximilian, who's floating out in space, and then he becomes Maximilian. He goes way up inside his him.
1: eyes are inside Maximilian's.
0: And then they're like standing on a mountain in hell. We get real El, El Topo with this.
1: Yeah. Then they're standing on a rock, and as is 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 the camera backs away, there's like fire, and then there's mar- the, the alien human, or not alien. The are oh, they all there too? We thought were robots, and they're. It's super crazy. Yeah, they're there. They're, they're like in a line. So then we go through, then we kind of go through this hellscape and now we're in like a silver hall of mirrors.
0: And so they go through like a trippy warp speed type. Yeah, moment. that's right. Exactly. And weird camera effects, double images, and you're hearing like their inner thoughts.
1: Yeah. There's like voices and, and muttering. And then the probe emerges from the hall of mirrors and the crew is happy.
0: They're like whoa, and they fly towards a planet. A lunar eclipse. That's all she wrote
1: for the black hole. Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> so, so what happened?
0: We'll never know what did happen. Did they go to another dimension? I mean, whenever you have
1: a silver hallway of mirrors, and I don't know, you can't get back. You can't get back to our universe. So that was a long movie. I don't think I liked it going to flesh this one down the black hole. How many how many holes do you want? To... Did you like this movie?
0: I enjoyed it. I feel like it's a movie I can always go back to every couple years.
1: So I, I think I, I think I watched this movie maybe 10 15 years ago. But I but my memory of it is from when I was a kid. So I was just trying to remember like what if I had any real memories of like what it was that I liked about it, like what my memories are from when I was a kid that I liked and if And if I thought those things were still good, I definitely remember like the black hole itself being pretty great. I think I really liked the guns and I think I liked Maximilian and the robots. I I think the crew, the Palomino is totally forgettable. I don't think I remembered anything about, (laughs) about them. And to be honest, I don't think I remember uh, Hans Reinhardt either. I don't think those things held up except for, I do think the black hole still held up as a visual effect and just being kind of an interesting, presence but i do think that hans reinhardt was great and i thought i thought some of the exterior model stuff was great but otherwise you know i I actually think the guns were in retrospect they weren't as cool as i thought that as i remembered them being and and the robots, and i think maximilian even i was like yeah yeah kind of cool but not that cool yeah i tend to agree
0: i i really there's a lot of a lot of elements i like i like the premise a lot i love the premise i think like with you know, rewrote the script or whatever, edited it down, edited the scenes down. And maybe it's, maybe this is a contemporary thing, but I don't think that's true because I don't mind slow movies if it's good.
1: I agree. And I think if, if, if you say the premise, there's a lot of this movie that doesn't have a premise. But if, if by premise you mean a ghost ship that's sort of, that's sort of
0: hanging out by a black hole with a, with a diabolical madman yeah, at the awesome. helm. For my rating, if it involves the black hole, I think I'm going to just hang out where the sigmus is orbiting the black hole so that I can visit it every once in I a didn't
1: while. Not, I just don't understand why any of that was necessary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right on, man. They should just let the dude go about his business. Yeah. <laughs> well, on to our last bit of business, which is determining what movie we're going to watch
1: next. I think we should pick something that we are not in love with. Okay. So that we can continue to work out these technical glitches. Do you want to pick something that neither of us have seen? So there's Marooned. It's a famous movie because it was it was uh, made by a famous Western director. And it was the inspiration for the... Um... Oh, for Gravity? Well, I've never heard of that. It's a 1969 <laughs> sci-fi thriller. It was nominated for Best Cinematography. It won for Best Visual Effects. It's got Gene Hackman. Oh, man. All right, let's do that. Let's watch <laughs> that movie. Okay. I think it's supposedly an Apollo mission and they run out of gas before they come back.
0: All right. Let's watch Marooned, directed by John Sturges. I'm excited about it. So I've never seen it. Great. Neither have I. Then we'll, we'll have something to share on our long journey. All right. This is uh, Ryan Nathan signing off from the Escape Pod. We will.
1: aren't we supposed to talk about um how they can find us on twitter and facebook and
0: we don't have any of that shit yet hey everybody actually you can contact us at sci at gmail.com and look for us on instagram at the escape pod escape pod will be coming out bi-weekly please subscribe leave us a five-star review drop us a line we'll see you next time